Thank you for joining us today on the journey towards self-mastery. Welcome to our monthly segment known as Black Thought University. This is not a separate podcast from Mastermind, but rather a collaboration with the creator of Black Thought University, Professor Paul Robinson. This segment challenges the Black mind to think, develop, and grow. I'm here with the co-hosts, Dr. Naima Robinson and Professor Paul Robinson. Let's start thinking. Naima, how you doing today? Hi, Mr. G. I'm great. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Paul, how you doing today? Mr. G, I'm doing fine right now. Awesome. 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 Excited to be here. Likewise. Likewise, man. Let's get this thing started, man. Um, I know the official first thing uh, that I think black people always ask, man, is um, who are you and then why, you know, what makes you qualified to be doing this? You know, with Black Thought University, we, we are going to get into a lot of different topics and um, I know if I was sitting at home listening to a program like this, you know, I would want to know, you know, what makes these people qualified to be speaking on this? You know, what experiences, what background do they have to be able to present this information? So um, we'll start with with Dr. Rob- Dr. Naima Robinson. Um, what makes you qualified? And can you give us, you know, some of your you know, background into, you know, doing this type of work? OK, thanks, Mr. G. So I'm a high school history teacher, and I have been for 12 years. I am also a Black Studies specialist. I have a doctorate in education with a focus on racial literacy and critical race theory in education. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And Professor Paul Robinson, what makes you qualified, (laughs) sir? And who are you? Okay, I'm... Professor Paul Robinson. I've been teaching Africana Studies for the, well, I'm an Africana Studies student uh, for the last 35 years. I was lucky enough to be able to study at the University of the West Indies uh, and the University of Ghana and uh, Ghana, West Africa, as well as stateside uh, SUNY, SUNY Albany and SUNY Brockport. So I've been, again, I've been a student for the better part of 35 years. Got it, got it, got it. Guys, I that. That should be more than enough, folks. That should be more than enough. Um, qualifications are clear. All right. Um, so we, we got to hit the definition part up here. Um, this is our first episode, episode zero of Black Thought University. And I know people are scratching their heads trying to figure out what Black Thought University is all about, what it means. Um, so Professor Robinson, that um, you created Black Thought University. So I think you will be qualified to give us the best understanding of pretty much what it means um, and how you would explain that. Well, when we talk about black thought, we, we have to start with the basic understanding that, that black people are not all the same. Uh, we don't have the same experiences. Uh, we're all suffering from, from the same uh, oppression, but we don't have the same experiences. Um, black thought is a, is a basic intellectual space for us to tell our stories. And everybody has a different story based on the different different experiences that they have. So that that's kind of what it, it, it does. It was designed in that manner to leave it open uh, for different people to come with different perspectives on on one given topic or any given topic in terms of uh, black people. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, all right. So uh, 
Dr. Naima Robinson, would you would you agree with that? Or do you have another idea of what, what black thought means to you? Um, I definitely agree uh, with the, the the sentiment that we're all different. I think first, black people is an artificial category that was forged in the horrors of slavery and colonialism. So black thought in essence is a process of discussing our resistance um, to that oppression. And it's really about uh, the struggle for liberation. That's how I in, um, imagine black thought, that it's this group of people who really weren't possibly not even from the same areas, but forced into the same condition and forced to to reckon with that oppression and resist it and um, to basically fight against that liber- that oppression for our liberation. And that actually sums it up. Uh, we don't we we come from different places. We have we've suffered from the same oppression, and we all have a story to tell. That's got it. Story. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so you guys mentioned you know a little bit of uh, background with the history of the oppression. I'm sure you guys are well read as professor as a professor and as a doctor. Um, so. What are some people that have like kind of influenced your ideology, you know, your know, ideology and, and thinking? We'll go with uh, Dr. Naima Robinson first. Okay. So I think the first thinkers, um, black intellectuals, philosophers from my childhood that really influenced me were Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X um, as a young child. And then uh, as I went on to college and beyond that, uh, the ideas of Fannie Lou Hamer and Audre Lorde and Angela Davis have been the most crucial in forming what I consider to be my basic understanding of uh, the Black liberation struggle and Black thought in general. Got you, got you. Can you give us like a quick little snippet, like a teeny tiny bit on each of them for the uh, listeners that don't like know kind of who these people are? Well, Marcus Garvey is a basic um, philosophy is pan-Africanism and black and African nationalism or black nationalism that we need to be connected to our land and our history in order to have um, any kind of progress as a people. And Malcolm X, because he spoke truth about the condition that we are in, in America or in different parts of the Americas or in different parts of the Western world. And Fannie Lou Hamer, because she really spoke about just the struggles of ordinary people and how we come together to really change and influence the societies that we live in, whether it's a country like the United States of America or a small country like in the Caribbean. Um, Audre Lorde, because she really bridges that gap to uh, women and uh, women's issues. And Angela Davis, because she... Angela Davis, as you might know famously from her fight for um, against a, a racist trial against her for uh, murder, which was she she defended herself and liberated herself from the system in that way, and is like the ultimate uh, liberatory symbol of um, you know black liberation. Got it, got it, got it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, so, Professor Robinson. Um, so, what have been some uh, black thinkers that have kind of influenced your own, you know, psychology and how you function, how you think. Well, what I what I'd like to do is just name uh, three people that have influenced me over the last two months or so. 
Um, that would be Dr. Robinson, and that would be uh, Pascal Germain, uh, also uh, James Feaster, who was a nine-year-old boy. Um, I think uh, for the most part, the three of you have kind of reawakened me in terms of uh, my, my uh, uh, intestinal fortitude, in terms of this struggle. And I'm really excited to, to just um, for working with the three of you. Um, the nine-year-old, he's, he's, he's gone through so many problems and he's still here and he's still fighting. He doesn't understand the energy that he has, but he understands that he has to keep fighting. And that, that kind of reawakened my thought process. Uh, when I deal with Pascal and Dr. Robinson, um, they've kind of awakened me again, that, that, that resurgence, that strength that I had as a 20 year old and I'm, I'm back at the fight again. Uh, sometimes, sometimes things ebb and flow and they ebb and flow and you have to, you have to really take a step back and take a deep breath. And for me, it's, it's working with people who have that commitment, the same commitment that I have. So when we say, when we say who's inspired, who's inspired me and who's done those things for me, I think in the last two months, you guys have done that, that for me. You recharge my battery pack. Mm. And it's very mm. important. Those things yes. are very important. Yes, I mean, I could, I could talk about the usual, the, you know, the usual suspects, um, Malcolm Martin, those people, but I'd like to talk about the people who inspire me right now because they seldom get the credit for it. And I, I do want to say myself that, um, you know, I have been inspired by, by the work that, uh, Dr. Dr. Robinson has been doing for a long time. Um, the minute, the, the first day I met Dr. Dr. Robinson, she was on the job. You know what I mean? Like, um, students going to her for things. You know, her office was set up with, 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 um, Dr. Francis Cresswells and nearly full of all these, you know, people that, um, that have just a history of speaking about just, uh, black psychology and black thought. Um, so, you know, Naima has been in this game for a long time and, uh, she walks and breathes this. And, and then also too, um, with, uh, Professor Robinson, um, you know, I knew, I knew he was for real when, after I finished reading his book just about all the different, you know, things that, that he's experienced and the work that he's put in. Like one of my favorite things to, to look into is people that actually don't just talk it, but actually do it and walk it. So um, I appreciate the fact that both of you are actually walking it. And that's, that's kind of one of the main reasons I wanted to, to, to bring you on to the program to be doing this because, you know, it's not just talk, you know. Uh, I think uh, each of us are in a space where we are trying to actually do things and just not, not just you know talk and make people feel good and then go home and just chill. So it's 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 more than that, and um, I do appreciate you guys too as well, you know, for that. All right, uh, I think that you know when when we get into a room, um, I think for for everybody, like when we're working together, for us to have some clarity of like goals, just what what we're here for, so we can all be aligned in the same mission or if we're not aligned in the same mission we can understand what each other's missions are so i would ask you guys um we'll start with uh dr robinson first um what your goals are here and what what you want to achieve well my goal basically is to um expand the knowledge of the people that listen uh, about black history about the impact of racism and slavery and colonialism and then moving forward to prepare um, people to organize and fight the systems that are holding us back. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Professor Robinson, what, what are your goals? 
I have one goal. That's the liberation of African minds. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with, with both of you. And again, like part of my goals of having both of you on is um, to present, uh, you know, what what I get from interacting with both of you to, to the world, really. And I think that, um, you know, people would get a lot from, from hearing you two, and they will get a lot throughout the course of the program because of just the amount of work that you put in and, and the history, you know, of the work you've done and the, the action behind everything. And, uh, you know, like I said, I get a lot, so I know they'll get a lot as well. Um, so we, we are here with a, a black, a black male and a black female, black man, black woman. Um, so there might be different perspectives. There might not be different perspectives, but let's dive into that. Um, so, uh, with thinking in black thought, uh, Dr. Robinson, you can go first. Um, do you think the pro- the thinking process between black women and black men, are they different? Are they the same? And if you think that they are different, um, where are some places where we can find some common ground? Uh, so what, what are your thoughts, Dr. Robinson? Wow. So we, I think that we do come at um, some of these issues differently. And that's because Black women deal with not just racism alone, but we also definitely deal with like a systemic sexism. Um, and we historically have been committed to struggling against not just racism, but also racial oppression, sexual oppression, class oppression. Um and I think that Black women bring the idea that these systems of oppression are kind of connected or inter- interlocking or intersectional. The common ground is in opposing white supremacy. I think Black men and Black women have a common ground in that we are fighting against um, the system of white supremacy and also the system that um, um, takes advantage of, exploits our bodies and our labor and the labor of our of our children. And so we we stand on that ground that we have the integrity of our work and that all of all of what we do doesn't go to benefit someone else or even go to go to the system that continues to oppress us, that we are working uh, towards our own freedom and liberation in that way, where we're not um, just cogs in the wheel of a system that continues to crush us. All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That was very detailed. I appreciate that, Dr. Robinson. Um, Professor Robinson, uh, what are your thoughts on this topic? Uh, you know, as a black man, uh, do you think that the thinking process, uh, is it similar? Is it different? And then if it is different, where can we find some common ground? Well, I, I think as, uh, Dr. Robinson said, black women suffer from the triple oppression of, uh, of, of being a black woman. That's, that's the racial, that's the social, that, that's the, the racial, that's the um sexual sexual the ra- racial the sexual and uh economics so that's that's classism sexism and racism i'm sorry and yes, and i think that it's it's very distinct um the the oppression that they suffer from is very distinct um the common ground is the the, the oppressor um we have to be very careful not to uh not the, the course paths in terms of, of these things. We're all, we, we have a common goal and that's to be free. And so I think if we stick to that common goal, we'll be fine. There's a lot of technology that goes into that where, where they'll pick men against women, you know, and that sort of thing. And, uh, they'll whisper in the men's ear, they'll whisper in the woman's ear and, and 
you know, we're fighting each other and that's not going to work for any of us. Mm, yeah, I see. I see definitely both points. And I think that you guys are right. Like the common ground is to go against the system of racism, white supremacy. And the fact that, um, you know, we're both experiencing it pretty much differently, but we're both experiencing it and we both want to be liberated from it and to live out, you know, our potential, our, our true selves, our true lives. So I definitely, you know, agree with, with what you guys just said. All right. Uh, so as far as the program goes, originally we were going to call it, um, a black history monthly. And then, uh, Professor Robinson mentioned that, nah, we should call it Black Thought University because, um, you know, it's more than just black history. Uh, and it's, it's a, you know, it, it involves a lot more than just the history. It involves, you know, the sociology, um, the philosophy, uh, the, the biology, oh. uh, all of, all the, all of these different, you know, all of these different thought processes and not just the history. And, um, you know, I agree with that too. So that's kind of like why we change it into Black Thought University. Um, but I think there is a history behind even Black History Month. And there is a lot of controversy behind Black History Month. And that's why we wanted to do it monthly. But, um, even Black History Month within itself, um, there's a lot of background to that. So I just wanted to ask you guys if you could just, you know, briefly kind of address like some of the concerns of Black History Month and where it came from where it is today and some of the concerns about it, you know, being in February and, and everything um, and some of the shortcomings of it. So if we can go with Dr. Robinson first. So I think black history month is like a pacifier. Like you give a crying baby, a pacifier to keep it from crying or to keep them quiet. You know, you like take this and shut up <laughs> and black history month is that, but it's not, it's not really enough because it doesn't really address all of the centuries, um, of oppression. And we deserve to have far more than just a month of, uh, recognition. I do think that it's nice, but I still, for, for one, I still want monetary reparations. Well, Black History Month is not a check. That, mm. that's just me, but, I also think that Black History Month, uh, the way it's, you know, constructed as just one kind of passing moment doesn't, cannot really return everything that was taken from us. And I mean that in all seriousness, like we had what was taken from us could never be returned. And I think that should, that should be acknowledged. Um, we were kidnapped and taken from Africa. It wasn't a, a, a friendly thing. Um, Black History Month could never give me what I've lost. They can never give me back my name or my homeland or even the knowledge of the true knowledge of my family. So in that sense, I think that we need a lot more and, and to have something that's more ongoing and could lead to more, um, constructive changes, I think is more, um, relevant or appropriate. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm. Professor Robinson, what are, what are your thoughts, sir? Well, I don't recognize uh, February Black History Month. Every month is Black History Month. That That's why Black Thought was developed, because we believe that every month is Black History Month. We celebrate Black, black History 365 days out of the year. There isn't a day that, that doesn't get celebrated with some some form of uh, Black History uh, and black, black Intelligence. So we don't really recognize 
this February, and it would it would do black people a disservice to just recognize February. So we don't do that. Absolutely, and I would also add to that. Um, you know, sometimes when we say Black History Month, we think it's just black people, and the focus is on black people, but there were white people involved. So it's not just black people. You know, there's there's white people involved in this as well. Um, when we when we talk about just the you know the the month and the history and everything, it is just history. You know, ideally we're involving ourselves because we've been excluded from the history. So that's that's pretty much why we're involving ourselves. But um, you know, white people and people of other races are involved in the history as well. But we're focusing on ourselves because we've been excluded. We're not there, so we got to put ourselves there. And uh, I would also add, as long as as well as the uh, February component. I know you guys have noticed that, you know, February is one of the shortest months of the year, you know, and on top of it, we got uh, if you're in the school system, there's a week off, you know, in the north areas for winter recess, you know, so you have all four weeks. So you're getting maybe two and a half weeks, something like that of, uh, you know, black history, you know, and then uh, on top of that, we got Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like that. That's another component, another day that's focused and then taken away from kind of black history. So. Um, if we just focus on just that month, it's really not even a month. It's like a couple of weeks. So how much can you actually get done in a couple of weeks? Right. And uh, I think also too, getting into the thought component of it is just getting outside of the people, the highlights, because every year we get into the Martin Luther Kings, the Rosa Parks, um, the Malcolm X, and all those people are important, but there's so much more to it than just that. So um, I definitely agree with, with everything you guys just said with that. Uh, so as far as, you know, black thought, I think thinking is a huge just component of change. Uh, but I did want to hear your both of your perspectives. So how can something like black thought, black thought university lead to kind of a transformative change? So not just the thinking, but a change in behavior and action uh, between black people, black men, black women, black boys, black girls. How can we create change from just the black thought process? Let's go with uh, Professor Robinson first with that. Uh, in terms of change, um, first you gather the information, uh, then you actualize. So within Black Thought, we've uh, we've developed uh, several different mentoring programs that have been uh, very beneficial uh, to us. We mentor, uh, we have been mentoring college students, and we have taught them to ment mentor high school students. And the idea there was to teach them to mentor the middle school students. So uh missed the COVID thing, it kinda it kinda put a, a damper on on all of that. But that's kind of the idea. Um first you gather the information and then you actualize, you go out and you do. Information plus action. Mm. That's kind of where 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 we're at with that. So the information that we give, we kinda we, we don't just give them information and say, Well, here you go. We kinda go out. We go out and we uh we try to help a little bit. Got it, got it, got it. All right, Dr. Robinson, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think there's nothing better than like being in it uh, hands on. Um, but I really I think that the the idea of just presenting knowledge to people, especially when it's knowledge of self, just it, it improves someone's like their their dignity, their their self-respect. And hopefully that, you know, that um, leads to just the ability to 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 straighten your back and to stand up and to fight for your full humanity and recognition and everything that you deserve. 
And there is a quote uh, stating that, you know, once you know better, you do better. And I think that's that's kind of what I think about when I think about just black thought, like getting that information and understanding yourself, understanding, um, you know, how you think, how you should function in this world will actually lead you to functioning differently in this world, actually getting that information. So I think that is important. Um, just but also better. that self-esteem component that she talked about is, is very important. Mm. Very important. Mm-hmm. That puts, that, that puts the battery in your, in your pack and, mm. and gets you out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, spe- just, uh, speaking on that as well, uh, we can't, you know, really mention black thought and black psychology without really talking about some of the biggest issues, um, that we're facing right now in, in our thinking as black people and, um, you know, how, how, how to go about dealing with some of these things. And, uh, even too, how these issues are impacting our mental health, how it's impacting our behavior and how we function in the world. So, uh, Dr. Robinson, what do you think some of our major issues are as black people and how have we been, you know, impacted by these issues on a mental level? Okay, so on a society level, I think we deal with systemic racism in every aspect of our life, in the healthcare system, in the education system, in the job and employment system, in the housing system. We deal with it. But on the personal, or as you're asking, like on a mental health issue, I think that we as a group collectively throughout the diaspora, we deal with intergenerational trauma. That's like an untreated trauma. And that's, you know, I, I get that from the work of Dr. Joy DeGruy. But it's it, it's it's so crucial that we acknowledge that and that we work towards healing that. Um, and the first step is just acknowledging that that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with historical trauma that's been passed on for many generations, countless generations at this point. And it's untreated trauma that continues to compound and we continue to see behaviors that are um, destructive and, and not not helpful because we haven't treated it. And, and by intergenerational trauma, you're talking about that if, if my great grandmother had a lot of trauma, you know, she didn't deal with it well. She passed it to my grandmother. My grandmother exactly. didn't deal with it well. My grandmother passed it to my mother. My mother didn't deal with it well. My mother passed it on to me. Exactly. And that's what you're exactly. talking about, right? Yes. Okay. They didn't deal with it. They didn't talk about it. They didn't tell us about it. We didn't know what they were dealing with. And it just continues to get passed on. Mm, mm, absolutely. All right, uh, Professor Robinson, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Well, the whole concept of, of uh, black mental health is uh, a pet peeve of mine, actually, because I don't think that we've gotten, there, there are two things here. First and foremost, is it's still happening. Those things that, that initially gave us the trauma, they're still happening to us. Mm. So I think all we're doing at this point is just trying to stop the bleeding. We have to, uh, we have to start with causation and we haven't started with causation because, uh, it's still going on. So it's almost, uh, it, it's, I don't, I don't think we can stop it until we, we stop the cause of the bleeding. And we have not done that. And as I look around and I talk to, uh, to the different people about black mental health, because there's a big push and I hear people saying, uh, you know, we, we have to deal with black mental health. Who are we going to trust? With that black mental health, where, what paradigm are we going to use? Are we going to use the democratic sanity uh, phase? And that's, that's Europeans having a, a one standard of sanity for everyone. And that's just not the case. 
the our our oppression is, is is very distinct and it's much different from the oppression that they have or uh, or the issues that they have. And so, how do we actually deal with those things? Those are the questions that I'm asking. And I've, I've been asking these questions for the better part of 10 years and I've not really gotten to any of the answers. And when I do, I'll let you know. But right now we're dealing with, we're putting a, a bandaid on a heart condition right now and we have to do a better job. I mean, just collectively the therapists that we have, how would I trust, how would I trust anyone with, 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 the, with, with, with my sanity? You know, and those are, those are my general concerns. Uh, regarding that, I have, I have I have a lot of concerns regarding it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, just to name a few things as well, I know you, you mentioned the, the low self esteem. I think the uh, majority of us, you know, we're, we're we're taught to have low self esteem, you know, from a young age, and we develop it until adulthood, and then the low self esteem manifests itself into different behaviors that we have, different things that we do, and then like uh, Dr. Robinson was saying, we push it on to you know our kids our kids push it on to their kids and and so on and so forth so i think that's that's a huge uh component of it as well you know just just the the self-esteem and the uh you know the mental health process of it all when we're when we're um you know talking about these topics like sometimes we we get into where we just talk about the problems and the issues and and not really the solution so i did want to um tackle kind of like uh what 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 a what a picture you know of of a thinking black society uh that functions without oppression that functions without racism uh or in white supremacy uh what that would look like you know how we would re- respond in the world like what what things we'd be able to do so we'll go with uh professor robinson what do you what do you think you know a future a better future for black people would look like that's well, a very simple concept that would actually be the ability to govern or misgovern oneself. That's what it would look like. Mm. Um, we're not, we're not talking about a perfect utopia. We're simply talking about the ability to govern or misgovern oneself. That's mm. it. So just the ability to be in charge of my destiny, what I do, how I do it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Got you. Got you. All right. Doc, Dr. Robinson, what, what do you think I- about that? I agree with that. I love the simplicity of it. I mean, I think about, you know, constructing a utopia, but it could be, you know, like you said, govern or misgovern, but it's the, 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 uh, the ability to do that, um, the agency to do that, whether we do it rightly or wrongly. But I think that what we really need to begin to have a community is an economic base, um, a collective, economic base, where we work collectively, where we share responsibility collectively, and where we um, are, you know, where we cooperate with each other economically, we support each other's businesses, we support each other's talents and and gifts and creativity, Um, that if we had an economic base, we could be self-sufficient. And if we are self-sufficient, and and we can get everything that we need from within the community, um, we can develop, you know, the political structures to govern ourselves, et cetera. But I do think that we need both, that we need to be able to govern ourselves, but we need to be self-sufficient where we can sustain ourselves uh, by ourselves. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, I think it's possible, man. I I think a lot of times when we get into these conversations, um, we kind of have this uh, pessimistic view of it where that's never going to happen, man. That's, you know, that's not possible. And I think, um, you know, like, 
with uh you know racism and white supremacy, which is a major thing that kind of holds us back from um, achieving you know our, our our destiny a lot of times. Uh, it, it is a man-made system. You know, it, it can be undone. It can be changed. And um, you know, these structures, these systems fall apart. You know, empires fall apart. And I think that you know, if we believe that it is possible and we act it out, then we can you know make it possible. And we can't have that ideology where this is going to be like this forever. Black people are going to be oppressed forever and ever and ever. And that's just the way it is. I'm just going to go to work and just, you know, not even bother with any of this other stuff. I think we can't have that mentality because. I think also that's why those, those, those mentoring groups are so important. That's, that's why we need the the men need to get with the men. Our women need to get with the women and the girls. And we need to get with the boys and have these conversations with them. Uh, presently, and I'm, I'm not sure how it is for, for the women and the girls, but for the black men and the black boys, uh, boys, boys won't even look in our direction. When we see boys, they turn their heads, uh, they pretend we're not there unless, they, and they get really rigid and tight. It's happened to me uh, several times, unless you go to them and you say to them, how you guys doing today? Uh, what's going on today? What's happening today? They'll, they'll talk to you then and you have to put them at ease, but they've, uh, they started believing those things that, you know, that, that everybody else is believing about, about us. So we have to go to them. And when we have these conversations, there are a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of information they just don't know. And no one's telling them. A lot of them don't have dads at home to tell them. So these things are very important. Dr. Robinson, I don't know how it is with, with the young ladies, uh, and the, and the girls with you, but this is how it is with the boys. And we have to make them comfortable about who they are. And they have to be able to fit into their skin. And so that's what we do with the mentoring program. We go right at it. And there's so many different things that they have no idea about. Mm. You know, this very simple things. That's a great point. Uh, Dr. Robinson, what, what is your experience with, with the girls? The black well, girls? I think the experience is very similar. I mean, there's a lot of distrust. Um, but it really, it just makes me think back to something we were talking about earlier, which is like just the loss of of community and family connection that initiated this whole experience that we're having right now. And we need to re kind of like restructure a family community network so that we can have some sense, some sense of trust amongst ourselves that, you know, we have each other's best interest at heart. And I think that's easier said than done, but that is what's lacking, you know, with the girls that I work with, you know, there's a lack of trust because they've been betrayed. They've been let down. In some cases, they've been violated, um, you know, neglected, abandoned. We all have experienced these things. And so we really need to find a way to restructure like a sense of family and community uh, where there's safety. And most importantly, where there's love, where we know that there's, you know, we have it the safety to love each other. Um across family lines, but just to love each other as a community. And we are far from that right now, but that's the goal. Absolutely, absolutely. And um I know Professor Robinson mentioned mentions all the time, like uh it's one, you know, it, it it takes one kid at a time. Like, you know, don't try to go out and conquer the whole world when you got a kid right in front of you that needs the help, that needs the guidance, that needs the information. And then you're focusing on the big picture, but there is a small picture as well. So I would say to people that that are listening, that are older, you know, and you have that information, don't just hold it in, you know, um, or just charge everybody for it and, um, you know, not allow people around you in your circle, in your community to have access to it. Wherever you go, you should be, you know, 
exploring, you know, that what, what you guys just said and presenting that information to everybody else and then dismantling that that mindset of you're not approachable, like you're just like, you know, so and so and you know, it was just like the rest of them or I can't talk to you about this or whatever it is. And I think that, you know, if we are different, we have to behave differently. You know, we can't just this can't just be this is only in the classroom where I'm going to act like this or this is only where when I'm at work, I'm going to be helping kids or helping other people. But it should be in every single component of your life. And, you know, I, I definitely agree with the sentiment that you guys just said as well. All right. Um, I wanted to get into a little little segment here, a little true or false. Um, so I'll get uh, both of your thoughts here. Uh, so you can let me know if this statement is true or false. All right. So uh, first one, if you are a thinker, you should try to influence people around you to do the same, to think. Let's go with uh, Dr. Robinson. True. That is true. Okay. That so, is true. It... Would you give me the question one more time? If you are a thinker, you should try to influence people around you to do the same, meaning to think. True. All right, all right. If you improve your ability to think, you can improve all areas of your life. True. True. I say true. Okay, all right. Uh, this one I think we already addressed, um, but we'll go back into it anyway. Black people should have the same mindset and the same goals. False. False. All right, all right. In terms of liberation, yes. But in terms of overall life, no. All right, that. But that's that, an interesting um, distinction in terms of the liberation piece mm-hmm. that we're fighting. What we're fighting against, the enemy that we're fighting against, then yeah, that should be our goal. The goal should be our. We we should know what our goal is. We should know who our enemy is and and what we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Uh man, this this yeah. has been. I this has been great. This has been great. And uh, guys, again, we're going to be doing this segment uh, monthly just on different topics. And there are endless topics that we definitely need to explore um, from us, by us, and, uh, you know, getting feedback from you guys. You can email us, you know, at uh, mrg.mastermind, M-A-S-T-E-R-M-I-N-E dot gmail dot com, at gmail dot com. Uh, and we can respond. Uh, you can respond to, you know, different segments that we've done or anything about the show and the program. And, uh, you know, you guys can subscribe to the program and um, share it, share it. I think a lot of people need to hear this information. Um, and uh, again, we are in the education field. We are, you know, directly connected to it. So uh, the experience is is pretty, you know, raw in regards to what we talk about. Uh, so definitely share, definitely share. All right, this has been fun, man. Let, let's finish off with just some final thoughts. If you guys have any final thoughts or anything that you want to say before before we, we wrap up episode zero. So let's start with ladies first, uh, Dr. Robinson. First, I want to say, Mr. G, this has been really great. I'm looking forward to uh, doing this monthly or doing other programs. As an educator, you know, we don't often get this opportunity. So this is nice. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, for anyone that's out there, we are, I believe, the best of the best. We are the strongest of the strong. We survived through sheer ingenuity and resilience. So my final thought is just don't give up. Mm. Mm, okay. All right, Professor Robinson. 
Um, I'm going to leave off every show with the same sentiment. I am, therefore we are. Gotcha, gotcha. I love that one. I love that one. Like and it. Guys, it, it has been an absolute pleasure, and I do appreciate your time, Dr. Robinson, Professor Robinson. I know you guys are you are doers, so it's not like you're just sitting at home twiddling your fingers. You're actually doing a lot of things, and you gave up the time and the energy to come on here and you know to present this uh, valuable information. So I do thank you guys for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, so, uh, you know, my, my last thoughts would just, uh, you know, just to say that this is information that I wish I had, you know, in high school when I wasn't interested in anything and I was kind of like lost and didn't really know what to do. Like if I had, you know, a Professor Robinson, a Dr. Robinson, I think that I would have figured things out a lot quicker, a lot quicker. So, um, I, I do think about that. And, and my other thought, my final thought too is that, Things that we talk about and we discuss, it's not just ideology. This is tangible things. This is things that you can implement and you can do yourself. And like Professor Robinson said, um, you know, everybody has their own psychology in regards to, you know, how they think and what they want to do. So if you do try to implement some of the things that we mentioned and it doesn't work, you know, you just move on to something else. But at least try to put it into action and then see what works and see kind of what doesn't work and what helps you and what doesn't help you. So I would just say like you can use the program for that um, and then use the program as a means of just learning more, learning more and growing and developing from there. Um, and that is all we have for today. Don't forget to subscribe to the program, uh, share it with um, people that you think would find it valuable, people that you think can learn from it, can grow from it. And uh, always remember, your mind is the most powerful tool in the universe. Therefore, if you can think it, you can do it. If you believe in it, you can be it. And if you fight for it, you can have it. The world is yours. This has been your host, Mr. G. I will see you next time on Mastermind.